0: Oh baby, it is Friday and welcome back to Crossing Broadcast. I am Adam Lufko, we got Kyle Scott, we got Russell Joy, and they don't even know this, but the Divine Interventions have already come down and magically touched this podcast and made sure it's going to be one of the best. Why is that? Because I didn't set a fucking alarm and I just somehow woke up and on I relatively on time to do this podcast. I was so worried that I was going to get you guys upset. Like I literally was going to cry. <laughs> uh,
1: I I, I actually slept th- No, I I slept through this snooze today. It's funny you say that. I was uh I was in very high danger of being one of those go back to sleep at 5:30 and oh. uh, not wake up for 2 hours. So And
2: Russ was definitely ready at I was 30. No, I uh I got to the 5:45 uh final snooze. And uh, my my phone was like ready to uh, let me sleep in and and uh, miss the podcast, which I'm would have been disastrous. So here we are, and this well, is fantastic. Since, as, as since usual.
0: we all almost slept in, I have some trivia for yes. you guys. That we're going to get to in a little bit. Uh, some pop culture, some Sixers, some other stuff. Because you probably didn't see it because you were probably sleeping last night. Uh, we have six new five-star itunes reviews which is awesome and there's a few of them that really make me laugh Uh, and we have uh in kyle's world some bad sixers takes to get to uh and just overall Sixers stuff as always hit us up on itunes leave a five-star review i'll make sure to read it or at least give you a shout out as i'll do for the guys a little bit later in the show uh and hit up kyle at crossing broad Um, first let me do a um a little note Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting a four-year contract for $71 million. And then when anyone questions the Sixers' contracts, just remember that those contracts are out there. I have a a contract trivia question for Kyle and Russ. When you're ready, stick up your hand on whatever this thing is that we use, TriCast. The Miami Heat are now paying $162 million over the next four years to Dion Waiters, Kelly Olenek, and what third player Russ has buzzed in? Russ. Wait, hold on. I oh uh, I, bu- no. I buzzed too early. No, it's such a Russ move. I buzzed too early. I thought Do you were just cheat. going for Kelly Olynyk. Dion Waiters, okay. Kelly Olynyk, and what other players? Oh, is it is
2: is, is sorry? Is that uh, was that James Jones? It was James Jones. Yes.
0: Getting four years, sixty million plus. Guys, the NBA is crazy. Can we just talk about the fact that Hinkie got forced out for
2: for? negligence apparently but these other teams like the knicks are just allowed to run free and put themselves into cap purgatory for like the foreseeable future for guys that are are nothing more than mediocre scrubs at best
1: do, do you remember when it was like a big deal that the sixers were paying sammy dallen What was it like 12 million a year or something the billy that Kane was... contract that was such that a good seems, contract
0: for the Haitian yes, sensation. It's an, Come on now. Yet the Knicks last night cut Derek Rose and signed are signing Tim Hardaway Jr. And then, I know that we all love Otto Porter, but a hundred million dollars for a guy that's played one good half a season is kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah, wasn't gotta, wasn't uh, Derek Rose?
2: There wasn't the rumor that they were going to do a three-team trade. I might have missed that. I I thought that was either way, he's dead to race. All
0: right, so I got another one that is more summer league related because that is uh, what we care about in Sixer land. Uh, Last night, the Sixers played the Spurs. I don't think a lot of people watched because Fultz didn't play. Who was the leading scorer? Buzz in, buzz in.
1: I'll go with uh, you got to buzz in, you got to hit the hand thing. Oh, yeah, all right. Uh, Okay, yes, Kyle. Uh, Luabo. No, it's Ooh. not.
2: Well, any Russ. fan who actually watched the game last night, here, I'll, I'll hit the raise your hand. Uh, yes, it was, Russ. It was, it was Miles. It was who Isaiah was, Miles was St. Joe's. Who actually shot the ball well uh, in the second preseason game. He was, like, right, good so, from the corner. All right,
0: so this was also our second game of seeing Korkmaz. Russ, it sounds like you watched, and you are definitely a Korkmaz apologist. What did you think? Um. Okay, so... I think we need to kind of take a, a step back for a second.
2: In in game two, people were, were riding Cork Maz as why is this guy not Dario? As if Dario came in and Dario was Dario from the start. When when Fultz had his workout for the Sixers and shot what was it, four of eighteen from three, we said, well, you know, he didn't expect to have to do a workout and he had a three and a half hour car ride. And so we wrote it off, and that was fine. Maz was coming off a fifteen hour flight. In his first game with any of these players, and I think like maybe a day's worth of learning any kind of system, Uh, last night he looked a little bit more comfortable, had 10 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 3 steals, got into the flow of the game a little bit better. He's going to grow. He's a guy that I think they're going to stash on the 7s, so I'm really not all that worried. I think it'll be interesting to see how he progresses through the rest of Summer League.
0: And I want to give a shout out, Kyle, you can watch this later. I watched this last night at like 1 in the morning. I think it's on the Sixers' website. They have the complete highlights. No, no, excuse me. It's on Comcast Sportsnet. They have the complete highlights of Moss and not just the made baskets. All of his attempts, all of his turnovers, all of that stuff, there is definitely some good and there is definitely some he needs to go to the sevens.
1: Well, yeah, I, I feel like people, people are expecting Darius Sarge solely because they are white, kind of goofy looking and foreign. Which is you know like and pretty much the most, player
0: of the year yeah
1: yeah most Philly thing ever they're coming from the same team uh, so uh, you know like it's clear that Korkmaz needs just a little bit more work he doesn't have the physical body that Sarge has he has a different game but he's a shooter I. I who ca- I don't care if he goes to the sevens. I do think he winds up getting some time on the team this year, just with injuries and some such and and all that. But uh, yeah, like he looks like a he looks like me out there, which is it's just not good for a professional athlete. Because like
0: I- you said, he's a shooter. Thus, when the shot goes in, he looks great because the, the flow is nice and he's long. But definitely check out the highlights. All right, uh, play this game at home with us. Uh, try and guess this trivia. This one's going to be hard for Kyle and Russ. This is not in their wheelhouse. Are you ready? This has to do with hip hop or rap, it's doesn't rap. it? It's it definitely does. Rap. It does. Yes. Okay. First one to raise their hand gets to guess. A freestyle from which rapper's child came out late last night to much fame f- fanfare. Okay. Kyle Lil was wow. first. Hold on. Bonus point for the child's name. Kyle, you are first.
1: Uh, Lil Bow Wow.
0: No, Russ, your guest. Blue, Blue Ivy's not someone's child, that's a full adult. Did Blue Isn't Ivy? Is that like Master have, kid or something? Been. Or is that, that Little Romeo? Been awesome. Little Romeo is. No, last night, <laughs> Russ, you were right. It yes. was Jay Z's daughter, Blue Ivy. Oh Christ. A forty second freestyle. Yep. All right. Another one for Philly. Russ is definitely ahead right now. He's up two nothing. Three nothing is he got Three. the name.
2: Yeah, th- raise yeah. your
0: hand. What celebrity was honored with their own day in Philadelphia yesterday?
2: Russ, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart.
0: Whoa! Oh, you sorry, didn't, you, didn't, you, you didn't lower your
2: hand. It was Kevin Hart who was outside Kyle. of Max's Kyle. outside of Max's oh. Steaks in
0: North Philly. Kyle is legit. Oh. Kyle legitimately got angry. There. <laughs> can
1: Can I just say something about? I, uh, first of all, I like Kevin Hart, so this isn't a knock on Kevin He's Hart. Hedging.
0: But, no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> a little bit. We have like eight nah four celebrities maybe Kevin Hart Will Smith M Night and I'm I'm probably leaving out one or two and is it like this in every? Do do are celebrities like this in every city? Do celebrities from Minneapolis or Chicago like go back and just dominate the morning shows for an entire week? Do like every bullshit local media thing? Hold these like hokey rallies where people are singing "Happy Birthday" Kyle, to always Kevin remember? Hart outside a cheesesteak place? Like, does this you, happen everywhere?
0: Like, Kyle, did this happen in Louisville? You know how this is, Kyle. Whenever you start seeing a celebrity or or something like that a lot, go, huh, I wonder if they have something coming out soon. Kyle, I know that Kevin Hart just released his training shoes, the Hustle Hearts, and they just came out. Um, But I also think that, like, for a local show, getting Kevin on is like a huge freaking win. Like, of course, it, it immediately makes your show more funny. And I also think. Minneapolis doesn't really have an area like North Philly that I don't think a lot of celebrities were ever going back to. Kevin's really the first North North Philly celebrity that I've ever seen come back and that's why they love him so much and that's why you know he's so big for the city.
2: Did you guys see the trailer for Jumanji that he's in? It's him and The Rock and Jack Black and I don't I know who the yeah. actress's name is. Yeah, it's it's like uh it's a very different feel, let's say, than the first Jumanji movie. I didn't know when that's coming out, so I didn't know if that was part of it as well. But,
0: Todd, Ta- all right, di- is there, da- is, 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 we have a news update. Yes. The new Jumanji looks different than the Jumanji from 20 years ago. Brought to you by Russ Joy.
2: Thank you. You're
0: welcome. Uh, is there another trivia question? I just, my, I, yeah, I'm enjoying the uh, show, I'm
2: throwing on, uh, on Kyle.
0: Ka- Kyle, you're over Do you Kevin have any Hart. More? Are you really over Kevin Hart or just celebrities?
1: No, I'm, I'm just over the way Philly handles our celebrities. I, it's nothing against Kevin Hart. I, I just feel like we get so hokey. Like one guy, like some guy will have passed through here from ages 14 through 16. And will have attended like two years at like a pen charter. And and then, you know, every time he comes back, it'll be like, oh, you're from Philly. You know, let's let's play the cheesesteak game. And where did you, uh, do you remember going to Eagles game? It's all the same I just don't like the, the way we treat... I feel like we're, we're a small town trapped in a big town's body I got you. all the no, time. I th- I,
0: sometimes you're right. I will say that Will Smith and Kevin Hart, to me, are like worldwide superstars. But the way they treated M. Night last year at Sixers games, where like, it was like, <laughs> whoa, check out M. Night. I'm like, I thought we all agreed he made the six-cent signs and then fucked up.
1: Uh, like, his, I thought that was like a running his-
0: joke it is but apparently his new movie
1: um or his last two movies uh what was it not unbreakable what's the one that was do out? they have
0: do they have twists at the end
1: uh of course yeah no but so. he just put he did two uh, one took place at the zoo and i think they were i forget the name of it my wife and i watched it It was actually, I bought a it was actually zoo. quite good no 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 it was quite good uh and he's tying it in with another movie i think unbreakable oh, was that
2: spl- like split? split
1: split split there you go very good and they were advertising it at the sixers game and he was sitting courtside so to your point he was all these all these appearances he was making at the sixers game were uh, just conveniently came around i guess when his movie was out or whatever but uh, yeah. i don't mind that he's the sixers celebrity i don't mind like the quirky offbeat director like look at spike lee right most i don't think you can go down the street and have many people name like spike lee joints right so I, I like the sort of quirky weirdo offbeat director being our celebrity i have no problem with that
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it is it's always interesting. You you don't get to pick which celebrities get known for your teams. Like, I never see Will Smith at an Eagles game until it's like the championship game and then like his entire family is in the booth, which is cool. I'm down. You know he's part owner of the Sixers, right? Stop. I didn't. Really? Yeah, he's part of the,
1: the ownership group's like ten Will. people deep. Um and he is like he's a very small part and like yeah. figurehead sort but of like, thing. But like, but
0: what Drake was a small thing. Jay Z was a small thing for the Brooklyn Nets. We saw them all the time. But
1: Drake's we'll, a thing we'll, for everybody.
0: Yeah, what Drake is. All right, we got one last trivia question. Markel, have your buzzers ready. Play at home. It's going Markel faults I want close. You guys are both going to get a guess on this. His three point percentage over the first two games was what? Without cheating. 50%. Okay, 46%? Kyle goes 46. Empty, Russ. 46. 46. And the answer is. Nah, I'm wrong. 46%. <laughs> Boom! forgot he was 50% last game. He, wasn't he, was, he was 4 of 8 in game two, 2 of 5 in game one. That's 6 of 13. That's 46%, which if he did that for a year, we would all crap our pants.
2: I just pulled a Roy Halladay in his prime complete game shutout. I'd like to thank everyone who made this possible.
1: You didn't get Kevin Hart.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I did. You didn't buzz in. Your hand was was up the entire time. And that's the
0: first edition of Morning Trivia brought to you by, insert sponsor here, email Kyle Scott for sponsorship of The Crossing Broadcast.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess we should plug that. Our guy uh, Kurt will get back to you. We are, we are. He is, he is out there pounding the pavements for us. So uh, if you're interested, uh, let me know, and I will get Kurt in touch with you. Who planned our draft party and did a nice job of it. Um, can We talk well. about Fultz's shot real quick because not that like it needs a whole lot of analysis, but I feel like it is better than I was anticipating it being. It looks super smooth and uh, advanced at this stage. I, I and, uh, the he pull up Jimbo is. Uh, is is the t-shirt waiting to happen.
0: I 100% agree. I remember the entire... I love to go back to draft prospect stuff. Like the draft prospect stuff on Jason Tatum was, uh, oh man, he's not athletic. The kid looked athletic to me. And then Fultz, it was, he's got a good three-point shot, but it's not, his stats are good, but it's not that consistent. It was flowing those last two games. Every shot looked good. Everything looked right. That's one thing I don't have a concern about. I have concerns with Fultz about dribbling into traffic but I don't have a concern about his three.
2: I love the and Utah announcers. Smooth. The Utah announcers every time he did a spin move, that they were they they like later in the in the second preseason game they're like, oh man, that that spin move keeps leading him too deep into the paint. He can't do anything, mind you. That the times that he did it, there was a dish off underneath to a big man, and there was a kick out to the corner, which is exactly what he's supposed to do is collapse the defense. But no, please, all all knowing, omniscient Utah announcers, tell us how the number one pick is is a flawed player because he does a spin move into the into the paint now granted against real nba defenders it might not work all that well but for now like it's fine his jump shot has just been like every time he steps out and takes a long two or he drains a three i can't help but get a little bit giddy and and just think man we ended up with this kid who we never should have had the right to draft we have him, and I don't have to watch Josh Jackson. I am more thankful to Brian Colangelo every day. Uh,
1: the way... I, I feel like the thing about Fultz's jumper is the way that he gets it off. Like, not only does it look good, but he gets it off so well. That that hezy pull-up, as Durant wants to call it, is... Like, coming off the bounce, it looks so natural. And he, he's shooting it with people, I guess, in his face, but his release is so high that it doesn't seem to matter, so... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it, it's it's no, silky it's, smooth.
0: It the Utah also, announcers, by the, the way, the Utah announcers—it's always tough because they get so excited about their Utah team, but they have to talk national because they're on NBA TV. It's just it, they're always can't handle it. That you second know what, preseason
2: I, I, game that they just—oh my
1: god—it was they, the half. They seemed for the whole terrible. Yeah, but. Like, when you come in there, you walk into the room, you're like, God, who are these guys? They suck. The thing I like about what they do, and I don't know, I don't watch enough league pass to really get this, so Bob Brookover alert here, but no Philly announcers talk about, and maybe it's just because it's Summer League and they know they're national, but I really enjoyed how they were talking a lot about um, the Gordon Hayward thing and, like, free agent destinations
0: and off-season moves. Like, it, yeah, like, it was almost was like NBA, watching... I think that was an NBA TV mandate for them. It, like, hey, listen people really are caring about what's going on right now. We have some insiders there make that a part. I'd like that too. But then like when the Sixers were playing, I was like, "Fucking hey, can you talk about faults, please?" Yeah. yeah. no,
1: that, that's fair. But I got the vibe like back in like 10 year like 10 years ago when you could 2005, 6, when you would go outside and listen to a national ESPN radio when it was a little more new or hear a cowherd on Sirius or wherever he was then, whatever. And, like, it was such a breath of fresh air compared to Philly radio, even at the time. And you're like, oh, wow, there's other things to talk about. I kind of like that. I don't know if they do that for regular games. I don't know if any other team's announcers do that. But I
0: do like... Yeah, no, only Summer League.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, can we um, just really quick talk about the fact that the insider breakaways... Of all of the insiders that have happened, so like the Celtics game, there was the, uh, the Celtics insider talked about how they really didn't want Paul George or Jimmy Butler and how they're going to make a play for Anthony Davis. And then they cut to the Sixers and it's Keith Pompey. And I, I hate to say this, but I don't know if you guys get this feeling, but whenever I hear him talk, it sounds like droopy dog and and it's all like well i guess the sixers are going to have to go and get another shooter and it's like <laughs> I, I just can't handle it and then i'm like there's no insight and i'm listening to droopy dog talk about my favorite team like
1: i would i would highly recommend anyone who wants to hear keith pompey talk i forget what it's called but he does his podcast it's like it's called locked his,
2: on locked on sixers
1: locked on the sixers and it's he posted every week or every few days on philly.com and it's it's on Boom and it's just keith sitting in an echoey room worse than any of the rooms we've ever inhabited on this show uh for like 15 minutes just talking endlessly by himself like he scrawled a few notes in front of him and just goes and uh like it is it's bad. It's really bad. But here's bad. the
2: worst part. I thought that was just like a one off, but apparently no, there's a fair. national there's a national network of these lockdown podcasts because Audio somebody boom. we yeah. had we had a few we had a few listeners like a few weeks ago and leading up to the draft, they were like these guys have the worst takes. And it was like you would listen to Boston's and you'd listen to LA's and then finally got to Keith Pompey and I was like I can't do it anymore. Like I was getting angry on the road. Anyway, what happened is audio boom
1: struck a deal, I think, with like local, you know, like local outlets across the country to get these locked on things. And then you get these beat guys who want, I guarantee you, the last thing Keith Pompey wants to do or feels confident in doing is a solo 20, 15, 20 minute podcast each week. And and it sounds like it. I can't imagine that anyone actually subscribes and listens. I just do it for the like, you know, rubbernecking effect.
0: All right, so uh, this weekend, Vegas Summer League starts. So, Rush, you're finally going to be able to see Josh Jackson, probably. I don't know if he's playing in it, but we are going to get to see Lonzo Ball and the Ball family in Vegas, which that alone is going to be awesome. Here is the schedule for the Sixers. Mark it down. Saturday <coughs> – I'm dying. Saturday, 10.30 p.m. Should I had a cheeseburger. Sixers play the Warriors – and that is on ESPN Sunday 30 10:30 p.m. Yep. They play the Spurs on ESPN2. So that's the two games before our next podcast. Going to be honest, don't know if I'm if I'm watching that. <laughs> I'll I will probably DVR maybe watch do it the Saturday. Next Sunday's not it. I could maybe do Sunday. I'm not spending Saturday night watching that. Unless uh, so, I'm so, out this, and
1: it's this off. is the difference. When you have kids, you're like, "Ooh, something late Saturday night. I can get some get some free time, stay up late." That that's it. This watching a Sixers game at ten thirty would be the, like the most raucous Saturday night I've had in months.
0: And then the third game is Tuesday, which we'll have a podcast before that. That one's at six thirty against the Celtics on ESPN two. So the only thing I don't like is that we've already played the Spurs and the Celtics. And now we're playing, again, the Spurs and the Celtics. But the Warriors, Saturday night. So Saturday night, 10.30. Sunday night, 10.30. Tuesday at 6.30. Uh, don't know if you guys saw this, but, man, Joel Embiid is back taking on his toughest opponent. That's right. An empty gym with a, guy, a white guy that's six foot tall in a t-shirt. Uh, do you guys still get excited by seeing Joel Embiid empty gym footage? Yes. Absolutely.
1: Because last year we all sat around and oh, made fun too. of Oh,
0: me too. I'm being facetious, but it's fucking hilarious how excited we are that our star player tears up empty <laughs> gyms.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, first of all, he was tearing it up like a guard. Everything, he was putting the ball on the floor, hitting step backs. He not one, I don't think they're in that video, which was two minutes long, by the way, because I ripped it for the site, and I was—I didn't know you could post two-minute long insert videos on instagram uh he, not one finish was at the rim uh he continuously put the ball on the floor and like i feel like we all made fun of that video last year where he's doing those crazy spin dunks and everyone's like yeah this guy has never stepped on an nba court and then he came out and you're like oh my god i remember thinking this the first night it was like Oh my God! The video wasn't lying. Like he he actually can do this stuff in a real game. So, if it's in that Instagram video, I believe that he can now do it. I I, I believe that in two months we're going to have a Joel Embiid should be bringing the ball up conversation. If these videos keep going in this direction, as he as he works his way to the third level of scoring. So right, I am that went a that went a little rock bit far.
2: Yeah, you went you went a little bit farther. He's not going to be bringing up the uh, bringing the ball up before. Um, he he just his ability to drain threes. I know it's an open gym, but like you could have you could give Roy Hibbert 200 three point attempts from the corner and he'll be lucky if he hits the rim alone on 30 of them. So the fact that I, I don't know. I, I get so excited by the idea of them mixing and ma- and matching lineups on the floor and getting away from conventional traditional basketball positions that you could see Embiid playing a for it at, at any given Point in the game. Um, and, and, awesome. and, and and end up being like a stretch like a, the ultimate in stretch four.
0: I have a legit question for you guys. What percentage of you believes that Joel Embiid runs his social media and what percentage you believe that he has someone do it for him?
1: I don't, I don't know if you were on the... I can't remember if you were yeah. on the show where we talked about our conspiracy theory here. Your Max, conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory The. Max I've, Rappaport I've definitely
0: asked before, and you said that. I'm just curious for a percentage. Like, what percentage of you believes it's Joel, or what percentage believes it's a conspiracy theory other person? Uh, it's hard to... Because I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he
1: does most of his own tweeting and commenting, but obviously that like he didn't cut up that video and stuff. I feel like at times he has someone with him Taking video and pictures and doing the tweeting, but I feel like the the really like crazy comments we see are him because we saw him on the video be like "fuck Lavar Ball," like that is him. Was, and You, you can tell he, when it's his voice. Do you
0: think someone transcribes his tweets for him? No, no. Okay. All right, so you're hundred percent Joel Embiid. Eighty uh, percent. I think on tweet on most just things and it.
1: comments. Just tweeting. I, well, he yeah, his know, his, just, tweets, his tweets tweets his, are also tweets Instagram are, posts. His tweets are his tweets. Okay, that's the all. The video, there. the video. Because he's commenting, he, he's commenting real time on like Ben Simmons live stream and stuff and, and other players live streams. That's not a, that's not a Twitter guy because you have to react like super quickly. I, I think that's gotcha. it. By the way, uh, I got a conspiracy theory from a reader on his workout location. So this guy, Wu-Tang Trampoline, uh, Twitter's, uh, messaged me yesterday on Twitter Uh Here's some sleuthing for you. Joe tagged this in his Insta story from last night, and it was marked as a private practice location. So the guy goes into uh, Google or Apple Maps and finds that the practice location was a one block away from Central Park and a block and a half away from Apollo Global Management, which is Joshua Harris's company. So his theory is that he's working out in Joshua Harris's private gym right off of Central Park. And to to this guy's credit, that gym is in like the highest rent district on the planet. Uh, and then there was conjecture yesterday about maybe some sort of extension coming somewhat soon. So uh, his his conspiracy theory was that he's working out with, with Joshua Harris and potentially they're, they're trying to hammer out an extension all based hey, on his Instagram. This day. is a
0: tip to everybody out there. Become friends with the guys that write your paychecks. No matter what you do out there, if you can, figure out a way because they will take care of you. That is a lesson by Joel Embiid. Uh, Joshua Harris, by the way, could
1: you imagine how cool he would feel walking into a party with Joel Embiid? Like I I my billionaire coach. I don't know if if he'd feel that good because he's not a tall guy. He's not a a, a tall
2: he's not a tall guy, and he gets made to almost look like I think somebody before Called him, like, the key, like the Keebler elf compared to him. But, like, if you're walking in with Joel Embiid, like, I'm used to being the shortest guy, so that's fine. But, like, if you're walking in with Joel Embiid, yeah, you, you do have to feel pretty cool. Because it's like, oh, man, who got him here? Oh, it's Josh? Yo, Josh, man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can come sit at our table? Absolutely. Yes. That's the thing
1: like he's a billionaire but all of his like all of his friends are billionaires. So when you're when you're a billionaire, like you you're hanging out with other hundred millionaires and and multi-billionaires and and so on. So like the the money factor is no longer cool. It's about like what you have. I'm like per- Convinced that 60% of the reason Joshua Harris owns sports teams is so he can walk into a room and feel cool. And I'm fully convinced that one of the driving factors behind the fact that he actually would spend to make the Sixers a contender is because there's nothing cooler in billionaire land like being Robert Kraft and walking in there with rings on your finger. So when Joshua, ha- like Joshua Harris won't be fil- fully cool and accepted by his billionaire ilk because he is, he's like working with such a deficit here. He is such, such a nerd. A horrible voice he's short he's ugly like he's 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 he's
0: everything you don't want to be in a human in a human yet, yet and yet more when, proof that kyle didn't listen to the new jay-z album and which, when you walk
1: in the room with those rings and uh, no i did not listen no to that's Jay-Z not what album. he said he said I listened there's to 444. no such thing
0: as an ugly billionaire i'm
2: yep. cute yep well, i actually listened to 444 i did my homework come on kyle joshua
0: harris is not
1: jay-z it was was
2: streaming every other hour
0: let's hear the russell joy jay-z 444 review oh my god i i I liked it (laughs) i mean like
2: i i'm not gonna break down his lyrics i thought it was good i i liked the fact that he opened up about a lot of stuff like I clearly have not listened to what is he this is his fourteenth album, I think. Thirteenth, like, yep. I like I clearly haven't listened to all of those. I think my Jay-Z exposure was limited to like the first exposure was when he did Collision Course with Lincoln Park. And then like any <laughs> tracks that he did on like an NBA two K game. So like I would That's not incredible. I, I would not write myself down as like Jay Z as like. So somebody you never who's, enjoyed uh, Big Pimpin'? Nah,
0: <laughs> you so never like, enjoyed like I'm trying to get like the really big pop. My culture favorite ones, like H my, to the Izzo.
2: yeah, but That's he did the, that. In, he did that on Collision Course. What's big the one? Pimpin so I, never made his way um, to Pottsville. Still, what's still the? Out there so yeah. I pull over to the side of the road. I heard someone. You know, I'm stopping you for what's that? I got that? 99 problems. Yeah, 99 problems. See, like I like that the one. Black album. Right, so. Um, I, I like the fact I thought it was actually a really good this is where I get into like I like the message behind it. I like the fact that he opened up he opened up about his mom, he opened up about
0: his infidelity, about All right, being a Let's his move dad. on like, to these six mistakes. Takes.
1: What? I can't take any more Jay Z
0: on here. Okay, I got one more random topic. I saw a guy tweet at Ike Reese last night. Okay. And he had three Eagles jerseys laid out. Uh, this is bad. And he said Ike I'm taking a picture of my newborn daughter, and I don't know which Eagle jersey to take it with. I want to know which one you guys would pick. I told the guy, don't ruin this child's life. The three options, Nick Foles, Jordan Matthews, and LaShawn McCoy. I told the guy, if you have to do one of them, you do McCoy. Is the is greatest a running back? Wait, is in a daughter's history? It's a daughter. So Kyle's you can't gonna, do. McCoy. I, I know
2: where Kyle, I know where Kyle's going. Why can't end. you do McCoy? Because of the party. Well, because yeah, of, I mean, of being a womanizer, McCoy because
1: popped a chick and pushed her off a bus. So I, uh, I, can't do McCoy if I have a daughter. Although I would, my knee jerk would be that McCoy's the best of that lot. You have got to go Jordan Matthews. Nick Nick Foles is a waste of space. You got to take Jordan Matthews. I'm more I concerned that I'm a guy feels. Yeah, I'm I, more concerned I that a guy feels compelled to tweet Ike Reese about what he should wear for his newborn daughter. Uh, his
0: direct like, quote was, I figured I'd ask one of my favorite Eagles of all time. Fuck, that daughter, well, that's, that that's daughter is
1: working from behind already. So if, you're, if your dad's gone to, to Ike Reese for I any sort you're, of advice. I vice, thought you
0: were going to say behind the counter of Wawa, and that was a... Probably. No, if so if that- your
1: dad's going to Ike Reese for advice that early in your life, uh, you're, you the deck the deck is stacked against her. I hate to say it. Although I will say I've had a couple of people tweet me when they had their newborns and uh, like put them in our onesies. Or a guy sent a picture a few years ago. One of my favorites when the fills were good. Uh, sent me a picture of him with his newborn watching Hunter Pence's walk off. And I put it on the website and like a year later I bumped into that guy and he said he showed his wife the newborn daughter on the website. And she was like, you know, his wife was all emotional because it was like right after birth and stuff. And the wife started crying like happy tears that the daughter was on Crossing Broad. So I can't make fun of people who uh, yeah. you, go, you, you go to your go-to people. I just I'm concerned if like Reese is your go-to person.
2: Using, But see, like using a newborn child, I, I guess I'll play cynic here. Using your newborn child – in an effort to try to get a reply from one of your favorite players is, uh, I don't know if it's a low point. I don't know if it's a,
0: a cheap way in, I think but it was legit asking, which is, which is just as crazy. But none but of I those
2: agree. are, none of those are good options. And I if that guy is a listener, like, I, I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I don't want to trash you here, but just don't like the, Obviously. the, the Russell, idea. That's why,
0: that's why I literally brought it up because God, it's just, such a clear don't that it's fun to
2: discuss. Um, I just want to circle back to something for 10 seconds. All right, um, 10. The, the, okay, so right. the the Apollo thing, the Embiid maybe getting an extension. On July 1st, he became eligible for a four-year $100 million extension or a five-year $130 million extension okay. that would start in 2018-19. So the, it, it does stand a reason that they would be in the middle of, of maybe looking into a contract extension.
0: Yeah, I'm going to push that off as far as I can.
1: Yeah
2: I, yeah, I I want to see where he's where he's at this year.
0: You're well, not under any one of the guys
2: had a report it.
1: yesterday that the Sixers are not going to talk about this until it's done. Like I I don't know. I read a couple of like the the chirps on it yesterday as if it was being currently worked on. Uh, I would suspect it's somewhere in the middle of that. I think Embiid gives himself a little bit of security by taking less money now because he certainly has a risk, and obviously the Sixers have a risk in paying him. So I, I think I think they work out something in the. 90 uh, call it yeah. 90 million dollar range. Uh, see, I I don't
2: know what agent in their right mind would would try to negotiate something like that. Because uh, on the off chance that you're wrong and, and this negotiation doesn't work out by mid-October, which it's is when they're still they have, ninety million dollars have, on the off chance that you're he, wrong. he becomes he becomes a restricted free agent. And so if he ends up having a good season, he's gonna get a max offer from somebody else. And you'll have the right to match it. But as an agent, you're looking at a guy who could be a top five player in the league, who also has
0: this incredible social media following. Who and could it, also and it, get and hurt and at any moment and it's guaranteed money and when you're an athlete you always take guaranteed money.
2: If if anything we've seen from like the Tim Hardaway kind of contracts and the fact that Vince Carter at forty years old is gonna get eight million dollars from Sacramento, Randolph got what was it twelve million over two years the NBA has has people in their front offices who are going to overpay for guys. And even if Embiid were to get injured, somebody's going to offer him a contract uh, well, hold on, you know, when Russ. he becomes a
1: restricted free agent. Hold on, Russ. I, I, I'm not so sure. Like, if, say Embiid goes out and has a season-ending knee injury in November this year. Moment of silence? How was that? Is that better, Adam? That Much better. Okay, so say Embiid goes out and really, like, gets hurt for the rest of the season. Uh, you know... I'm not sure any team's throwing a ton of money at him if he's missed essentially his no. first four years in the NBA. So, uh, like the other, how many thing, years?
2: No, how many years after Greg Oden got hurt were there teams that were still trying to bring in Greg Oden on the stop? Thought that, stop I'm just saying it stop. happened. It happened for three years after he. Yeah, after but you're he talking hundred
0: million dollar contracts. Greg Oden's getting like one million dollar or like ten day tryouts. And also, don't compare Greg Oden to Joel Embiid ever again.
1: That was was Yeah, I know. That makes me uncomfortable. No, but uh, Russ, I think the point is, like, Embiid, $90 million is nothing to shake a stick at. And if you've missed, uh, like, not that this is going to happen, but if you've missed, essentially, your first four years in the NBA, it's going to be very difficult for you to get a long-term contract anywhere. I would say, like, he has to prove that he could play a full season healthy before anyone's just going to back the boat up to him, anyone other than the Sixers. So... There's probably a good middle ground there that gives him security. The other thing about this and NBA contracts, people look at Durant. They're like, "Oh, he took less. He took you know twelve million less over so many years, or whatever whatever it works out to be." NBA guys like that. I don't know exactly what Durant's uh, sponsorship endorsement deals are like, but LeBron gets more money from endorsements than he gets from the Cavs. And Durant's like you know as close to that league as you're going to get. And Joel Embiid has endless just endless marketing and sponsorship and endorsement opportunities so guys like this it even the as crazy as these nba salaries are it, like, you have to do the math. If you're someone like Durant and you take less money, but you play, you win three straight championships and you get out of your car and there's viral video of you holding up the trophy with fans, like, that is worth so much in endorsements alone that it probably offsets the fact that he took a loss in his contract. And right. I and feel like Embiid why,
0: would qualify for that as well. And that's why when Embiid, whenever this gets done, I, I, I personally expect to see him leave something on the table to allow for the other signings, the other guys. And he is tweeting out or whatever about trust in the process. I'm expecting that because for someone who's been the advocate who, yeah, he's been through a really hard row, but has also been like adored with love for even through his injury and defended to no end. I think he should uh, take a little bit less to make this thing work. Um, In true crossing broadcast fashion, Kyle has found four different takes Um, that he disagrees with. Um, The other take that came out yesterday, uh, it's not really a take, The Ringer had a big article from, uh, quote, Sixers fan Chris Ryan, um, and the whole article was about the Iguodala shot against Boston in 2012, and how they made it 2-2 and how it was great, and how that's what the process has shined a light on, that some NBA teams have their there are small moments. They're John Wall hitting a shot and then jumping on the thing and then losing the series, but they still had that moment versus the Sixers who are going, win it all or win nothing. Twitter freaked out because Chris Ryan wrote two things in there that were just wrong. One, that Hinky was the one that traded for Andrew Bynum. That really upset people, rightfully so. Yep. And that Doug Collins loved Iguodala, when we know that Doug Collins traded Igadala when he was on the USA team uh, and was overseas. Um, what were the four that caught your attention, I guess? Is there one that you want to talk about more than the other ones?
1: I mean, no, I don't think any one of them deserve, like... Yeah, what were whatever? the
0: different takes?
1: All right, so uh, f- I think first and foremost, the Jack McCaffrey... And Jack McCaffrey is such a nothing. Now, this post did really well on the site yesterday, but I did get a lot of people that were like, why are you even bothering to give him attention? Because you're only- obsessed so why, with <laughs> So why are
2: we giving attention now? No, well, yeah, that's your
0: question.
1: Okay, well, I'll explain. So I, I feel like I feel like part of the problem is, first of all, it's I, I feel like... A lot of times, it breeds conversation if you take someone else's take and comment on it, and then it turns into a conversation about their topic. So I've always used. So in that.
0: essence, you make them the first take.
1: Yeah, then, yeah, more or less. Gotcha. You make them the first take, but it allow, it does allow you to expand on the topic in a reasonable way and bash someone. But like McCaffrey, like, this was just it was it reminds you why like the Bob Brookovers of the world and Marcus Hayes are so disliked. McCaffrey has been doing this forever, right? And he actually covers basketball quite a bit. And yet he writes a thousand word piece preemptively campaigning for TJ McConnell to get more minutes over Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is still an unknown. We've never seen him play. And we know that McConnell is this scrappy end of game player who was like eighth in the league in steals. Like you got the piece is so patently ridiculous that he's basing the entire thing on, well, the Sixers, you know, know that Ben Simmons is the marketing ploy. He literally called him a marketing ploy. He is the reason they're going to be on national TV. And yet Brett Brown has to think, does he go with what the league wants and the marketing ploy, or does he go with what wins? And by what wins, he meant TJ McConnell. And he was like literally creating a a, a positional battle between Ben Simmons and TJ McConnell because we don't know what Ben Simmons is, which is right, like- so come-
0: that. that one sucked. What else? But here's right. the best part of it is,
1: he wrote a thousand words and he didn't mention Jared Bayless. <laughs> like the guy, forget about how dumb the take was, he completely left out the actual backup point guard. I don't think he knows he's on the team. It was so poorly like, researched he didn't even consider that, hey, maybe there's another guy here who could compete for the role. Uh, the other from Tony Cattillo, a Philly influencer, which I imagine 10 people read, but uh, it's worth noting. He wrote a 700-word like, screed about how Joel Embiid should... He likes Joel Embiid's Twitter and Instagram, but he doesn't like how he curses, and he doesn't think that... Embiid should continue tweeting because it hurts his brand and he should focus on rehabbing, which is like maybe the most Philly take of all time. And this from a blog that I would think like would know better than to be that hacky, but I guess not. Um, Then John Smallwood writes how what happened to the Utah Jazz could happen to the Sixers because Hayward left, which is like saying like, yeah, I could walk out my door today and become a millionaire and it could happen. It's probably not, but it could uh, like I, I don't get the point of that, but never mind that the Sixers aren't the Jazz and they have four premium level players or three premium level players, not just one, who could walk away seven years from now. But the basis of his column was that any of these guys could decide they want to leave in seven years which uh, I guess we'll take our chances on. And then there was Jason Ashworth, former 97 Fiver, uh, favorite of the podcast, who once tweeted that he could only adequately evaluate the Fultz trade once he saw the pick protections. He tweeted uh, during the second preseason game that Fultz looked lost out there and he was a little slow and needed to be faster. And continuously critiqued him throughout the first three quarters, and then got shut up in the fourth when Fultz scored. I think 13 of his 23 points in a game. In a game, his second professional game at age 19, when he scored 23, five and five on 50 over 50 percent shooting from the field. Um, so, like, none of these takes is worthwhile. None of these people are really influential at all. But like. There is, this is what's wrong with Philly. This is why we, this is why we can't have nice things. The guy nothing bad has happened in months to the Sixers and we have articles creating a fake positional battle between TJ McConnell and the number one pick in the draft last year. We have a guy complaining that Joel Embiid may be the greatest social media athlete of all time thus far should stop tweeting. We have someone else saying that what happened to a team in the West that is nothing like the Sixers could happen here and we should be concerned. And we have another former radio host critiquing a guy saying he looked lost because he made two turnovers in a, in a summer league game. Like. The the, the amount of is, idiocy is, is, is astounding, and it's why people hate Philly. This is this is the reason people hate Philly. It's these aren't bad takes; it's idiocy. It's pure
0: idiocy. And that is a step into the mind of Kyle Scott. Kyle, I'm just curious: is it therapeutic when you bash a local writer? Uh, does it does that does seriously? Does does that not bother you? That like people, not the I just, I influencer. don't. I'm so used to it that it kind of just like bounces off. You know what I mean? Um, I also, But it's like that- I see people out there who don't get
1: – people doing genuinely good work on the Sixers. And take like a, a Jake Pervorksky. All right, so you need to spotlight like one from- of
0: those. Whenever – like I feel like we need to have a, like a one for one here. Like when you bash someone, you need to be like, but a good article was – I think he was just trying to get there. Yeah, go, go like
1: read a, what, a, like, a Jake Pavorsky puts together on Liberty Ballers or, like, any of those guys. And there's so much good stuff. Like, there's so much talent out there. And maybe this is the way people feel about, like, mainstream pop, like, people that are into any music. Like, there's so much better music or whatever. But, like, you take these guys who have been doing this for years. And they, not only do they turn out, like, bad opinion, they, they turn out things that are just, like, not based in reality, not based in fact, are completely, like, just... Uninformed and not knowing that Jared Bayless is probably going to be the backup point guard or even on the team. Like, there's there's so many like talented people out there or people who actually care about this stuff and want to break it down. And we sometimes have these people speaking on on our behalf. I assume every city has this, but I was just amazed that there was like this many bad Sixers takes in a week where there was. Really, nothing bad to complain about. Like four negative negative takes like this.
0: Speaking of, so I told I told you guys last time the iTunes comments. We had a, our first like one star review in a while. Just said it was the worst. We have six five star reviews since the last pod in two days. I'll read you some of the best. I'll shout out everybody. O'Brien, Kyle, nonstop laughing and sports talk. I was listening to you guys. I couldn't stop laughing. I am from Orwigsburg and I love the coal region talk. A. Okay okay. Flip from Lehigh Valley Tofu and veggies and Sixers Oh my, I'd go six stars But the man only allows five I Mike, Mike, I miss Mikey Mist However, what happened to that?
1: I think it's, it still exists We haven't had a Mikey Mist in a while I think we've tried to back off our radio bashing For when it's only necessary
0: People really you- hate when we say the radio number really do. hate it they
1: do i get that uh, i'm
0: gonna stop frequently. russ is gonna continue because that's what russ does i don't know man like how many people really hate
2: it i think i you think know, it <laughs> you know uh did you what guys are some things by, by you the way could go they, too far with <laughs> stop no stop um I do have to... Did you guys see the, the Mizanelli article on Philly
1: Voice? No.
2: I think it was earlier this week. By the way, it, I, the, the I've, I've never thing. done
1: this to you. It's Mizinelli. There's two S's there. He doesn't have a Z in his name. I don't know if that's your coal region vernacular.
2: Whoa. <laughs> this is... Uh, I'm just... I'm a little bit taken back by you right now.
1: I, I'm just... I appreciate... Kyle, Kyle pre- I pre- I've, I got, appreciate I've gone through now. I think name.
2: we are now 32 episodes, and I've never called you out on the way that you say because... Which, your pronunciation of it is... How does he say because? Go ahead, Kyle, say it. Because. What? Because. No, that's not it. Because? You say like... No, you say like because. Like you have a... You need to go back and listen to it. You're, All right, let me get through these comments. Oh, I know. My
1: Philly, right. my Philly thing. My let me Philly get through these neck. comments. Sucks. Villanova it's, it's student, five-star
0: cool. review. Uh, loves it, listens every day. I think he that says, guy was at our draft party, by the he way. He says there needs to be more Kyle Lowry talk. There, frankly, is not enough, which I think is funny. <laughs> Shout-out to Berwin Man giving a five-star review. Shout-out to Ron302 uh, saying this is a great show. And then Frank Rizzo Jr., he gave a little <laughs> props to me, and I want to say it. He goes, I love herding cats, the podcast. This should be the only Philly sports talk that you listen to. Next level knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Adam, this is he gets a little ahead of himself. Adam is an absolute genius. He is somehow able to keep Kyle and Russell under control and then is smart enough to miss every third episode to remind you what life would be like without him. Plus, you never need to you never need to answer a survey to continue. Listen. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. I enjoyed that mainly because he sucked me off. It was great.
1: Did your, uh, did you have to pay your dad the right to write the review? No,
0: my my dad, <laughs> it would take him too long to find the keys to type that. My <laughs> what dad, are some dad the things that you have a hard time,
2: time finding.
0: <laughs> wow. What did you say, Russ?
1: <laughs> Nothing. He said what are some things you have a hard time finding? <laughs>
0: oh fuck. All right. Um, Phone lines are open for the first time. <laughs> I, I feel hey, real good cool, about, real quick. I, yeah. Le- I feel LeBron. good about this podcast. I'm done.
1: Uh, I re- two minutes on the I don't know if you saw the big lead article on uh, the sixers being a, le- a a reasonable landing spot for LeBron like I want do either of you guys have any thoughts on on this as well, a potential what, next year
0: what was the big info
1: that it said there was no info Jason McIntyre just broke down like and right, I'm LeBron. done um
2: <laughs> can I I just want to say guys the, the no the the fact that I, I liked two things the fact that ben simmons and markel Fultz are are ostensibly being mentored by lebron and kd respectively if nothing else i i like the fact that that they have top guys that they can reach out to at any given time to give them some some advice and i know that like i guess in the league maybe that's that's not a rarity but it is comforting to know that that those guys have have some kind of connection ben simmons and LeBron share the same uh, agents that Rich Paul, and then uh, uh, Kevin Durant and Markel Fultz are both from the same kind of area around P G County in Maryland. So that would explain nothing Katie's else. Tweeting I, about, I, it. I, yeah. So I, I do like the fact that those guys, if nothing else, Fultz I think was quoted as saying that he texts with with Durant pretty often. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I, it's, take, it's I take super I take I take awesome. good good stuff from that. It's not like it's not like you've got. Ben Simmons texting Dante Exum because they both played in Australia. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah Kyle, I'm not the guy. I'm not a. I'm not a big McIntyre take guy. He's the ultimate troll. Is there a
1: history there, or you just don't?
0: No, like if if anything, I met him once, and he was actually really nice. And yeah, actually, I, we I like we him. share an agent. Um, but I need. I'm not. I'm not good. This is something that's always kind of messed me up in the career a little bit. Is I'm not good at the shaking hands, kissing baby thing. Like if I see the way you work and I don't like it, like I'm just not great at holding my tongue. And like, I just don't like that. It's a website in which he criticizes people. And then 90% of his posts are women in bikinis. And I'm like, that's like how, like that's not valid sports takes. That's just pandering to the lowest masses. So, but he's a really nice guy. He really is. He is. He's from Philly. Let's do the tear
2: down and build
0: up. Well, he's Every from Philly. He lives the...
1: in or lived in the yeah, area like did. in Bucks County here, yeah, but he
0: lived like he lived like 10 minutes from my parents' house.
1: But now he's out in LA, right? Cuz he does yeah. a lot of Fox stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm talking, I I like him. I, he's he's been nice to me the few times we met. Yeah, and I'm part nice of like their just, you know, USA like Today network, so whatever. But uh anyway, he wrote about LeBron and how Philly would make sense and I I all the things I wrote this very much the same things before like if lebron wants to go paint a canvas of a super team and get himself a ring uh, the blankest canvas he can work with is a team like the Sixers with endless cap space who just signed just a couple of one year deals and will have yeah. just as much no, cap space gonna,
0: No, his blank canvas is going to be when they trade everything off the Lakers he goes there, John Wall goes there and then someone Ooh. else goes there and that's when it gets really crazy there's a lot Not of George. talk
1: about him and Paul George jo- unless Paul George you falls guys... in love with Westbrook and they stay, stay yeah
0: there. I don't see that happening well, he does yeah. love Paul George. If you've ever seen them interact, it's like brothers. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Who loves Paul George, LeBron or Russ? LeBron. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think this is one of our better podcasts. I think you guys are great. I think you're fantastic. Oh. I'm Kyle, still uh, – uh, Well,
1: if it, well, no. I was going to say if uh, – I just wish we would have talked a little more Lil Wayne. Because that's he's my rapper of, of my go to rapper. Like to me, he is way better than Jay Z, which is going to get me hate mail. But on Monday's podcast, curious, Kyle Scott I'm is going to go to bat what, for
0: Lil Wayne. What? Where did where did this come from, Lil Wayne? Oh no, no, we talked about it was a good show. No, I mean, I, I mean, for you, like in your life, when did you begin listening to Lil Wayne?
1: I, I don't want to say it's when I begun, but my uh, two songs, the remix to Lollipop, was was the song that I could go <laughs> word for word for when oh, I was my. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and and hot, super underrated rap song little Wayne song Hot Revolver 2009, that was my Villanova Final Four run song, was Hot Revolver. I listened to that before the Duke and so Pitt it's games. So your karaoke fired
0: song up. and then a reminder of better times.
2: So if you're <laughs> listening to the podcast right now, we need some percentages on how likely it is that Kyle actually knew these songs. Or did he just look up obscure no, I things? I could go word rappers. for
1: word on the remix to Lollipop if you guys listen to little wayne's rapping in that he should he should have been get it given i don't know if it's a pulitzer a nobel prize his rapping in the remix to lollipop is just the the height of lollipop lollipop
0: Lollipop. since
1: since we don't have an
2: exit track i think after adam does the wrap-up at the end of the show we should finish with kyle going word for word no Um, i I will i
1: could drop in the the verse i will drop in the verse oh my gosh awkward white Uh, dads. guys
0: thanks as always to the six people that left five star reviews you guys are the shit happy to give you guys shout outs Um, as always it helps us spread the podcast the more people that comment the more people that leave five star reviews the better we will be back Monday it'll come out around 7 and then for everybody out there that is looking to watch the Sixers this weekend Saturday night 10.30 ESPN Sunday night 10.30 ESPN 2 Hope you enjoy it. Hopefully Markel Fultz continues to kick some ass for Kyle, for Russ. We will holler at you guys on Monday.
2: Why would she she probably be the odd cookie in the plastic bag Bout to get crushed by a building I flushed out the feeling of me being the shit Cause I was leaving skin marks on Everywhere I sit I am everywhere I'm it like I can go in I can go anywhere Any minute mind anymore I'm in your neighborhood area CD thing tape deck iPod your girlfriend and she say I got great sex Safe sex is great sex Better wear a latex Cause you don't want that latex text that I think I'm latex <laughs> So wrap it up But, but, but he's so sweet She, she wanna let that